Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray, Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, guys. I am pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers, all narrated by Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's Always Cheating podcast. From Zlatan to Messi to Rapino and many more, Each episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the beautiful game great. So stay tuned after the episode and check out Golden Goal, Stories of Soccer Legends, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now, let's go Grizz. Morant with a running start. Elevates, oh, and ducks. Oh, my goodness. Tie game in overtime. Gasol will turn. 
to tell if there are any punches being thrown under there, but Griffin took exception to something. The officials break it up quickly. See, he just locked his arm and then kind of pulled him over. Zach falls down, and then, you know what? A little elbow there. Oh, he's digging the elbow. Yeah, you know. Welcome to Grits and Grinds, a Memphis Grizzlies podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. My name is Keith Parrish. It's starting to feel like the beginning of an NBA season as the NBA tries to get its year going again and complete the playoffs in some fashion. Teams are traveling. The Raptors have been in Florida for 10 days already. I guess teams are not actively traveling besides the Raptors, but in the next coming days, I believe on Tuesday, July 7th, teams start moving. We still have lots of teams that have had to shut down their practice facilities because of positive tests among the traveling party. Um, this was sort of expected, but not great. Again, we're trying there. The NBA is trying to get the test all out of the way before everyone gets to Orlando. The MLS right now is in Orlando in actually on Disney world, trying to do the same thing. The NBA is going to be doing, and it's going very poorly for MLS. They're having lots of positive tests, and I don't know if they're doing a great job of separating and isolating uh, each other. And I don't know. Well, I guess that's that's not for me to say. I don't have the information, but I do know that Nashville FC, they had numerous positive COVID tests and are supposed to play their first match on Wednesday, July 8th, and that probably is not going to happen. So the NBA is trying to do this, and right now the Pelicans have signed Cinderius Thornwell to replace someone because you're allowed to sign a replacement player and so they're replacing someone who apparently has tested positive for COVID-19, but we don't know who that is. So it's a mess. That's about it. That's all I can say. It's a mess. Uh, the Grizzlies in the NBA have announced their preseason games or their scrimmages, their warm-up scrimmages, basically preseason games. Uh, on Friday, July 24th, the Grizzlies will play a scrimmage against the 76ers. They tried to match up teams that probably won't play in the playoffs so Sixers fit that bill. Then on Sunday, July 26th at 7 p.m., they play the Rockets. And then big game, circle your calendars, Tuesday, July 28th, a scrimmage, a meaningless scrimmage against the dreaded Miami Heat and Andre Iguodala. We finally get that grudge match. Dylan Brooks versus Andre Iguodala. We've been waiting for it. We didn't think we were going to get it. But somewhere on the campus of Disney World, the Memphis Grizzlies and Miami Heat are going to scrimmage at 1 p.m. on Tuesday, July 28th. So that's all the schedule, along with the announcement of these scrimmages. Uh, the Grizzlies and other teams are also doing media availability, and it's basically like media day in the preseason and in training camp. I haven't heard a single thing that matters that's been said by anyone it's all the hysterical platitudes of who's gained the most weight and how Brandon Clark is improving his floater and people are adding to their games. John Morant has said he gained 12 pounds of muscle. He said his knee is finally healed from his previous off seasons knee surgery. So he should be even better. All this is just your normal. Everyone's talking up a good game and it's all meaningless. Taylor Jenkins was talking about, Justice Winslow's versatility to play one through four. He doesn't want to put a number on what position he plays. Mainly it's he's versatile with the ball. It's just all that stuff that doesn't really mean anything. 
if something significant has been said and I've missed it, please let me know. But it's all platitudes as far as I've seen. Mainly people look a little bit different. Uh, Brandon Clark got a haircut. He got his hair braided, a little longer and braided now. It's no longer the kid and play kind of sort of high top thing he had going on. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas shaved his head. Not sure I love the look. That's about it. Uh, Just the change of appearance and then some interesting platitudes. Fun fact I found out. Not really that fun of a fact. I was looking at some hustle stats and I found out that Brandon Clark has not taken a charge all year. Why do I bring that up now? I don't know. I just found it out. I wanted to tell someone. So Brandon Clark, whose offense is weirdly ahead of his defense, even though he slid in the draft because he was a little bit older and people thought he didn't have any offensive game. He's apparently elite at offense and that unbelievable true shooting percentage, the great touch on the floater hitting his three pointers. His defense has been a little slower to come around. He's a fine defensive player, but he's not really performing at an elite level. Like we thought. And again, I'm not disappointed. He's been awesome. Not just saying some people thought he might become some kind of all defense type player. And right now, He's not, and comically enough, he's never drawn a charge. So maybe it's because he plays the right way. Maybe that's the narrative. We can go with it. Anyway, I guess the news we can take away from all these media availabilities is the team is just saying it's healthy, which is the good news. The players are all going to be available, and Taylor Jenkins and the coaching staff will then have to figure out how they all go together. I guess that's the thing to look forward to in these scrimmages, a lot of the teams already know who their best players are, already know who their starters are. Even the Grizzlies are going to be one of those teams, maybe along with the Trailblazers, trying to figure some things out. They have to piece some things together. And I don't know if we'll see multiple starting lineups as they try to figure out who plays best together. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the the Grizzlies themselves and how still they aren't really perceived as being much of a threat or being that good of a team. Um, Lots of people are acknowledging the built-in advantage of the three-and-a-half game lead with this restart and how they'll probably end up in the play-in game. But I'm still seeing all these power rankings where the Trailblazers are ahead of the Grizzlies. Like, the Magic, I can't get too upset with because the Magic beat up on the Grizzlies twice in both games they played them. Uh, And people are still expecting the Pelicans. I was looking at how the Grizzlies have performed against the top teams in the NBA. Against the, there's 13 teams in the NBA with a winning record. There's 13 good teams in the NBA this season. Some analysts and Pelicans fans think the Pelicans are one of the good teams in the NBA. There's actually 14 good teams. You'd say the 13 teams with a winning record, you got the Lakers and the Clippers and the Nuggets and the Jazz and the Thunder and the Rockets and the Mavericks. Then in the East, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, and the 76ers. That's basically our 13 good teams. Everyone thinks the Pelicans, when healthy, are, are up there in that echelon. Maybe one of the top 10 teams. And I'm not just trying to drive this Pelicans-Grizzlies rivalry, even though it's been an outstated, outspoken goal of mine for years over on Fast Break Breakfast. I don't believe the Pelicans are, are in that group. But anyway... Looking at how the Grizzlies have done against these teams, and then I'm going to pair it, compare it to the Pelicans. So the Grizzlies are 8-20 and 20 against the 13 teams with the winning record. 
It's not good. It's bad. It's a, it's a winning percentage of 28.6%. So that's bad. But at the very least, we need to take some context and realize a lot of those games were early in the season, but also a lot of those games happened when either Ja Morant wasn't playing or Jaron Jackson Jr. wasn't playing. So they're 8-20 and 20 against the best teams in the NBA. But if you just count the games where Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. played, when the Grizzlies were reasonably full strength when they had their two best players, apologies to Jonas Valanciunas for not being included. Maybe he's one or two. I, I've, I've realized I don't talk about Jonas enough, and he might be criminally underrated around the league. And if a Grizzlies podcast can't even acknowledge him, how should the national media acknowledge him? So that's my fault. But anyway, the games with Jaron and Ja playing, when they played those top 13 teams, the Grizzlies are a more respectable 7-12, and 12, which is kind of what you expect from a team on the fringes of the playoffs. Now, winning percentage is 38.6. That's against the top 13 teams. You can compare that to some other teams that are actually good. Like the 76ers are not good against the top 13 teams. The 76ers record is 12-18. and 18 against the top, they'd be the top 12 teams because they'd include themselves. But against the teams with winning records, the 76ers are 12 and 18. The Utah Jazz are 11 and 15, which is a 38% win percentage, the same as the Grizzlies have when Ja and Jaron play. You can look at the Mavericks, who are 10 and 16 against the other winning teams. Even the Toronto Raptors, the defending champs, 11 and 14 against these above 500 teams. The Thunder, the Thunder have crushed under 500 teams. They're 31 and seven against the under 500 teams against the other teams that are above 500. They're just nine and 17. So as Grizzlies fans, I don't think you have to be too overwhelmed. If you look at this record against the over 500 teams being 8 and 20. Remember, hey, when John Jaron played their 7 and 12, and that's on par with a lot of these other playoff teams. I mean, they're not I'm not arguing they're as good as the top 8 teams. They're not. I don't think the Grizzlies are at all. But I do think they are still underrated. And we ignore that when John Jaron play and again for the last 50 games of the season. This was a solid team. Uh, let's compare them to the Pelicans right after this break from our friends, betonline.ag. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events, and there's no better place to do it than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight or check out odds on NASCAR, the NBA's return, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back. They even have futures odds with win totals, division winners, uh, Grizzlies championships, who's going to make the eight seed, you name it. Uh, visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So the Pelicans, when they play the teams above 500, they're 9-27, and 27, which is worse than the Grizzlies. And obviously, there's context to that. So 9-27, and 27, that's a 25% win percentage against those top 13 teams. Now, they were hurt at the beginning of the year. No Zion Williamson. Derek Favors didn't even play. They started off 2-16 and 16 against the teams with a winning record. That's kind of, it's pretty impressive. The Grizzlies, similarly, were horrible 
to start the year. They were, the Grizzlies started one and 13 against teams with the winning record. The only win you probably remember against Mike Conley and the Utah jazz still can't believe the jazz didn't let Mike Conley attempt the game winning shot and uh, ran the play for Donovan Mitchell. Anyway, the Pelicans are nine and 27 against the best teams. And also, so you note, they played a lot more of the top teams than the Grizzlies. We know this. The Pelicans schedule was much harder. They had to play nine more games than the Grizzlies against this top tier of teams. So they started two and 16 against these teams since then a decent seven and 11, which is basically the same record as the Grizzlies with John Jaron seven and 12. So, you know, Pelicans are as good as the, as the Grizzlies. They are very similar talent base. I think when healthy, the Pelicans are probably better, but we don't know that. We've never seen the Grizzlies with Justice Winslow, and the Pelicans have been underachieving all season. So if you include just the games with Zion Williamson, well, now it gets worse. They're actually 2-7 and seven against teams with a winning record with Zion Williamson. So that's even lower. That's 22% win percentage. Again, very small sample size. Zion's just learning the ropes. He's coming along. But I think it's funny that, like, Zion Williamson, I make the joke on Twitter all the time, he's never beaten a Western Conference team with a winning record. So again, the Pelicans are good on paper. They've never been good during the season. And that's why I think it's funny how much people have gotten carried away predicting them to win things. I like the Pelicans a lot too. I think in the preseason, everyone picked them to be their league pass darling. And I agreed. And I love every one of their players. And they could be really good, but they haven't been good yet. Much like the Trailblazers haven't been good yet this entire season. Jay Williams on ESPN said if the Blazers could make the eighth seed, they could upset the Lakers. I don't... The Blazers have been bad all year. And getting Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins back is not going to really help you guard LeBron James uh, with Gary Trent Jr. or Carmelo... And even Zach Collins is not going to help you stop Anthony Davis, I don't think. But anyway, I've uh, I've faded the, the Trailblazers enough on here. Anyway, let's wrap up this little brief episode the way I have been, which is talking about the rotations. If this bores you, I, I can't tell. I'm obsessed with this. I try. I write out a Grizzlies rotation and go to earlybirdrights.com basically every day and try to mix it up. We We don't know who's going to be playing for the Grizzlies. Because Justice Winslow is such a mystery. He hasn't played since January. And to ask him to be a starter and to play starter minutes, we don't know. Like, we don't know. Justice Winslow is a big question. A lot of people are penciling him in as the starter and to play a bunch of minutes. Chris Harrington over the Daily Memphian, he wrote an article suggesting DeAnthony Melton should be the starter. And I'm fine with that. He thought the starter should be Morant, Melton, then Dylan Brooks at the three with Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jonas Valanciunas. The issue for me when I play around with the lineups is then it gets clogged up. Are we going to get Josh Jackson in the game? Are we going to get Kyle Anderson in the game? Uh, Probably not all of them. Uh, Taylor Jenkins did say that he envisioned Justice Winslow not being point guard, mainly playing alongside Tyus and, and Josh. So I guess that is the one thing of illuminating fact that we got from this, even if we don't know if it's true or not, that Justice is probably not going to play point guard by himself. But if you start Ja, DeAnthony, and Dylan, then I feel like it gets weird. You have to you have to sub out one of DeAnthony or 
Dylan pretty early unless you're going to play Justice at the two a lot. Then it gets it gets murky as far as shuffling those lineups. But in this audio medium, it's hard to uh, go over all those things without without losing a lot of people. So I, I wonder if they are going to just tr- maybe experiment around. Maybe they do start Ja Dylan Justice. Jaron Jonas, and then maybe they try it with Anthony and then Dylan. And then maybe they try uh Melton in in Win in in Winslow. Like maybe they try Ja D'Anthony Justice and have Dylan coming off the bench. I don't know. I think a lot of it might actually be matchup dependent because when we think about these things, the teams that are playing in the warm-up games or the restart games, a lot of those teams don't have very strong small forwards. The Pelicans have Brandon Ingram, obviously, who, who's a big guy, taller guy, but like the Trailblazers, they don't have a three. The Spurs, I mean, it's DeMar DeRozan. Uh, the Jazz don't really have, I mean, Joe Ingles, you could put anybody on him, I guess, if even, we don't know who's even starting the three, I guess, for the Jazz, technically. Uh, you know, the Raptors have Pascal Siakam, but we don't know who's going to be playing then. So, like, maybe some games you're going to start different based on your opponent. And then if you think about the Grizzlies making the playoffs and facing the Lakers, well, then, when you're playing LeBron James, if you're one of those people not like me who's like, okay, Kyle's not going to play, you're probably going to want Kyle Anderson to play some minutes then. You're probably going to want Justice Winslow and Kyle Anderson to split guarding LeBron. You, don't want, you want to keep the Dylan Brooks guarding LeBron to a minimum. Jaron and Brandon are going to have their hands full with Anthony Davis. Jonas Valanciunas is going to have to guard Anthony Davis a little bit and also guard Dwight Howard. So, like, I guess it just depends on the matchups, and that, that'll be something interesting to see if it does change up based on their opponent. I mean, I, I ran... I think I'm going to release these on Twitter over at Fast Break Break. I created several options. I did one where I did a nine-man rotation. So, controversially... I left out Gorgie Jang and our boy Josh Jackson. Feel free to skip to the next podcast in your podcast player if you, if you can't handle the not playing Josh Jackson. I just, again, don't see where he fits. But again, if you, even if you want to put him in, that's fine. He could be the ninth guy over Kyle Anderson. But then I did another one following Chris's idea with D'Anthony Melton starting alongside Dylan Brooks. It's harder. It gets murkier. I don't love the second unit lineups that much. Then I did one where I started, I got weird. I said, let's try bringing Jonas off the bench. And if Jonas comes off the bench and you start Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, who again, notoriously, averages one point per game in his three career starts. If you have Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr., then I started Kyle Anderson, the small forward, brought Winslow as like a sixth man. That one made a lot of sense to me. Again, I was thinking Jonas is going to destroy these second units. But again, a problem there is John Morant and Jonas Valanciunas play so well together, I want to keep them together. So again, when I'm pairing these up, I'm always thinking like, I want to keep Kyle only on the court if he's a four or if he's playing with Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr. I want to keep him far away from Jonas Valanciunas. When Jaron and Dylan are on the court, I want to make sure D'Anthony Melton is out there to grab some rebounds or Justice Winslow is out there to grab some rebounds. I want to get as much time as I can with the units of Melton and 
Clark and Jackson because they've killed all year, and I don't think that's an accident. I know a lot of it has been done against second units, but I think those three guys make things happen. And then, obviously, I think John Rand's going to play most of the minutes. So those are all the things you balance. And again, um, in the pandemic times, basically this is how I entertain myself. I find this now more entertaining than actually playing video games. I just uh, dream in my head, and I draw out these little rotations and try a bunch of different ones and then circle the ones that I like the most. It's good to have hobbies to entertain ourselves. Anyway, thanks for listening to the episode. Please share it with other Grizzlies fans. If you have comments or suggestions, hit me up at Fast Break Break on Twitter or at Grits Grinds on Twitter. Y'all have a good one. Go Grizz. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and is... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. On July 23, 1993, basketball superstar Michael Jordan's father, James Jordan, was murdered in North Carolina. This is the father of the most famous athlete on the planet, and on his 57th birthday, he was an unidentified dead man in the middle of nowhere. From WREL Studios, available now is Follow the Truth, where we dig into the story of the James Jordan murder and the man who says he didn't do it. I know that if this was not Michael Jordan's file, I wouldn't be in prison. We'll question the evidence. Is it possible for a man to be shot in his car and authorities not find any blood? Our ballistics expert says it couldn't have happened. Shed light on the mystery that has always surrounded the murder. Whether his financial dealings could have had anything to do with his death. And uncover bombshell new developments. Here we are a quarter century later and the back cover on this whole murder case isn't yet closed. Follow the truth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. 
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.